sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Wednesday, and Doug is back in the studio. Doug, how you doing Yeah, today? I was gone for a little while, yeah. but you guys handled it had it down and y'all did a great job uh, yeah i uh had a great time out in missouri uh where my daughter kate is at link here and uh it was an amazing uh program out there taylor it was it's an what it is link here is an eight month uh basically biblical gap year between high school and college and their goal is they want to help each student be able to go into the academic environment of a university or college and be able to defend their faith and to own their faith. Mm. Because, you know, a lot of times when you come out of high school, you're kind of running with your parents' faith, and a lot of times the kids just go up there. So I asked Adam Donier, who is the director of Link Year, uh, if he would be on, he's already been on the program once, but I asked him if he'd come back because he is doing, um, he's doing some, uh, amazing stuff. They, they have, so at link here, they have two basketball teams that are travel teams that are, are not your typical travel teams. These are the three, four, four, a players. I mean, four star players. But then they have link, uh, they have a link year. I mean, they have a prep academy, which is they have uh, guys in sophomores in high school. It's like a boarding school mm. where they're teaching them, but they're also teaching them a Christian worldview. And they had McDonald All Americans there. They had, uh, I mean, the starting five for that high school travel team. Uh, all have D1 scholarships to, like, Michigan, Florida, uh-huh. uh, Rice. Like, it's amazing. That's cool. And, uh, and, and they're building into these young men not only basketball uh, and, and really good quality basketball, but uh, the truth and a biblical worldview. And so it was good to go and see Kate, and she's doing great there and loving it, and they're all going on mission trips in uh, the spring uh, if if they maintain their academic uh, studies, mm. Mm. Uh, so the late the the mission trip it's a one month mission trip, man. She's going to Peru. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that was cool, and uh, just uh, believe it or not, I know you find this uh, hard to believe, but uh, I had a divine uh, appointment out there. Mm. Um, and it wasn't just, it wasn't a salvation divine appointment, but it was somebody who is going to be on our program tomorrow. And so, uh, Holly Snell and, uh, her sister, Heather Gillian, uh, wrote a book called dancing on my ashes. 
And they have an amazing story of God's redemption in their life. And it has to do with loss. And uh, all I can say is you better have some Kleenex handy and you better be sitting down because it's an amazing thing. But uh, I met Holly's mother-in-law. And uh, she was telling me they were having this conference at the hotel where Lori and I were staying. And and so I went down and I just was curious as to what it meant. You know, they, they, they were at this conference called The Following. Mm. And I, I started asking around and, and met her mother-in-law, the girl who's going to be our, the lady who's going to be our guest tomorrow. And uh, but she's young. I call her because she's so young, but she's really not. She's the executive director of a crisis pregnancy center. Oh, I don't wow. think they're called that anymore, but they're but they're out in Texas. And uh, so she's agreed to be our guest. You can go to their website, dancingonmyashes.com, uh, and, and, and read a little bit more about them. Uh, but I will tell you that they have gone through a tremendous amount of um, and uh, God redeemed what they went through and has an amazing story. And it was so impactful that I thought it would be worth our listeners hearing tomorrow. So uh, if you know somebody that's hurting because of loss or somebody who's experienced a, a, a sudden loss or somebody who is just struggling with any kind of loss um, and wondering what, what God's doing with it all, I think you'll be encouraged if you tune in tomorrow. Uh Holly Snell is going to be our guest, and so uh, I'm uh, I, I, I'm just really excited because I met her, and they mm-hmm. were just so really nice, and uh, you know, um, that's pretty that's pretty cool that um, they just happen to be they just happen to yeah, be right. there, and uh, yeah, and so it's really uh, and, and and she talks about story, and their story is amazing. I mean, and she, you know. She basically says, your story is not about you. It's not. This life, your life is not for you or about you. And you go, wow, okay, that's 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 harsh. But, um, but when you can grasp, she says, who this life is about, then we see we're just part of the story and we're not the story. Yeah. And, boy, do we live in a world right now where we think we're the story? I mean, everything drives. I mean, whether it's social media or all that stuff. And we like to act like we're in control, but she shares very vividly about how out of control their life was and mm-hmm. and what God did in the midst of it. So I think, uh, I think you'll be really encouraged. So I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Uh, I know that was a long segue <laughs> into the news, but it, it was a great trip. Lori and I had a great time out there. And um, in Missouri, we got to visit with our friend Joe um, White and um, and just, you know, uh, that camp and uh, the 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 link year started as out of that. And it really is. There was 100 kids out there going to that link year program. And, you know, he said, you know, you can send your kids to Ivy League schools. You can send them to Harvard or or, or all these places. But if they go in there unprepared, they're going to get chewed up and spit out. And that's what we do a lot of times. Um, so uh, anyway, I thought uh, it was very, very, very well done. And uh, 
And I've known Adam, the guy who directs it all, since he was in college. So now he's oh, wow. now he's running this whole thing and got a family. He's got like an eight and like five year old or eight and six year old. I mean, he's he's just it's really great to see what God's doing there. So uh, so I hope uh, I hope you'll pray for Link here and all those students. And uh, you know, Denton Bible Church has a good gap year program too. There's there's several of them around. That's that's just a couple. And uh, parents, if I don't know what you're thinking, if you're out there thinking about college, I know now is the time to be applying. But you know, college uh, one year uh, going to a, a gap year program, and you know what? A lot of your kids, if they get accepted into a college, more than likely they can do some online stuff, and mm-hmm. they allow them to do that at Link Year. So, wouldn't it be a wise investment? to send them to a place where they can they're housed there they they, they've got shepherds that kind of small group them and they build community they teach them what it's really like to be in a a small community as a young adult Mm. and pretty strict guidelines for them as far as like uh you know uh not like college where you go and people are you know shacking up everywhere um but uh, it's it's really a good idea, I think, and I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, very worthwhile. So uh, that's maybe. pretty awesome. I mean, um, you, you mentioned that Tommy Nelson has something. His is his that uh, geared for young men and, and women. Now? He does. I think okay. they do women too now. Uh huh. Hmm. And yeah, I've heard him talk a little bit about his, but uh, Link here, I hadn't really heard a whole bunch. And you said they have a um, a prep school, like. Do, is that a full high school or does it go down to elementary school? Like what is, no, no, no. Is, uh, you, you're talking about the link here. No, no, no. You said that they're, you know, they have a basketball team and stuff. Oh and no, that. it's, it's just the, like the, the high school. All mm. it is like the ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th. So, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. How, how long have they been doing that? Uh, well, they're just kind of starting it. They've been oh, doing it, it for like a year or two, but, oh, well, but they, okay. but they got McDonald all, I mean, listen to, to, to attract five star, athletes who were mm. like in the top 50 of the country that's pretty amazing yeah it, to have those kids in there so uh it's a good good uh and it's a boarding school right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah they're they're going there it's it's the boarding school part is being developed even as we speak mm. uh right now they're they're but they're in the process of building that but right now they're housing them at a camp that meets in the summer but the camp doesn't meet throughout the year oh, okay so that's pretty cool. I wonder uh, kind of what led to that. Uh, I guess you'll probably be able to to ask that here coming up when. Um, well, I'm going to get Adam. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get have Adam on here, and uh, I think it'll be good. Um, you know, uh, I I I wanted to comment about something. Um, a friend of ours sent us. Well, it was, you know, one of uh, one of the SWAT guys sent us to us um, about. It was an article written in a in a magazine, and I don't want to say the name of the magazine uh, because I was having a, another conversation with a SWAT brother today after lunch, <clears throat> and we we tend to catalog people if they give you a name of a magazine or mm. a political party or whatever. But it was about the division uh, within our country and how we're so divided in the church, and basically this person who wrote the article. Uh, even though he brought up good points, it was very slanted, <clears throat> and you could tell. So you have to be careful when you read all this stuff on the Internet that's out there. It may have good information, 
but everything is being written with a particular slant now and 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 i just thought that i you can pick up on it if you're aware of it but if you didn't know the guy's name or know the person you wouldn't be aware and you you can get right that's that's why we got to be careful because there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing out there mm-hmm. that are trying to mislead god's children so all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the break you are listening to swat radio stay tuned This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, Doug kind of gave us a little debrief of his trip out to see his daughter um, at uh, Linkier and kind of gave us a preview of who's going to be on the program Friday and then, or excuse me, Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow. And then yeah, tomorrow, in the future as well. Me and yeah. you going to be on here yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I've been missing being with you, Taylor. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, last Because I was week, gone Wednesday. last week. I yeah, was, Wednesday was last last yeah, day. Yeah. 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 So you and your dad were here Thursday. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. And then uh, uh, Friday, you and Brad. And yeah. then you and Brad Monday and Tuesday. So, uh, hey, um, you know, I wanted to, uh, man, I feel bad. It's the 27th of the month. Of wow. October, yeah, and I have I ought to be ashamed because it is uh, it is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Did you know that? No, I did not. It is it is Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and I have two daughters with Down Syndrome. So shame on me <laughs> for not getting the word out uh, about Down Syndrome Awareness Month. I mean, basically, what what it's a People are, we celebrate Down syndrome and let everybody know that just because you have Down syndrome, it doesn't mean you're not valuable because a lot of people in the world convey that. But people, I love my daughters. They're beautiful. I've learned so much from them, both Abby and Becca, and uh, they are capable of doing anything they set their minds to. And, um, People used to use very 
ugly words to describe children with Down syndrome. Um, but, you know, everybody, every, every person is different, whether they have Down syndrome or not. And even within the spectrum of those that have Down syndrome, um, they, they feel, they hurt, they love. Um, one of the things that I, I love about uh, my daughters is they're so uninhibited in a lot of ways. Sometimes that's a bad thing, <laughs> but a lot of times, like in church, the way they sing, the way they praise, uh, the way they love. And so, um, you know, it's it's just a really, it, it has taught me a lot. And um, I don't know if you saw in the paper, but there was a mother in Middleburg who had two, she has twins, and they both have Down syndrome. Oh, wow, no. Which is very rare. Yeah. It's like one in two million, hmm. the odds of that happening. And so, uh, and they're five months old now. And, um, you know, it's it's really amazing that um, they they each had their own sacks inside the mom. Hmm. Uh, and they were going to be identical. And they both have Down syndrome. And how, how bizarre is that? But she says they're her little gems. Yeah, and, you know, that's really great to hear that because there's a lot of people who, um, you know, they find out their kid has Down syndrome, they're going to kill it in the womb. Yeah, um, they want to abort. And, yeah. and that's a, and, and a lot of countries have done that. Yeah, and I can't remember which Scandinavian country, but they were boasting basically of we have zero. We've wiped it out. Yeah, zero Down syndrome births, like as if they, it, there was some cure. No, it was just murder. Um, and, you know, that's something that, you know, for me it's, close to home my uncle has down syndrome uh, i got a cousin with down syndrome my parents have some family friends that we grew up with uh, who have kids with down syndrome so uh, just the fact that there's people who think that they're not worth uh giving you know allowing them to have life to breathe in this world is just uh incredulous well each year about six thousand babies are born with down syndrome mm-hmm. each year and so uh there's like a one in 700 chance that you will have a child uh, and as you get older, uh, that chance increases apparently. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it, 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 they're precious children though. Uh, and, um, and they're precious adults as they grow into, they're just, you, you've had a, he was your uncle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I wanted to let people know about the down syndrome association of Jacksonville. If you just moved to Jacksonville, if you're moving to Jacksonville, or if you just want to call to find out about things related to uh, raising kids with Down syndrome, uh, you can call the Down Syndrome Association of Jacksonville uh, at 904-353-6300. And, uh, or you can go to their website, which is dsaj.org, real easy, DS for Down syndrome, AJ, uh, DSAJ. Org. And so, uh, do you know uh, uh, any churches in the area that offer anything like a, a best buddies type program or something? I, like that I know. I think eleven twenty two does. There's several churches, other churches that may offer it. Um, you know, uh, and, and you know, and I can't speak for that church or any what they're doing mm-hmm. now. But I know one thing: some churches do. If you're listening and you're a pastor, or you're listening and you're a leader in a church. You know, one of the things as a parent of children with Down syndrome, we want our daughters to be buddied, like to be partnered up and go into 
classrooms with people, not to be put into a special class with kids that have Down syndrome and other things that people go, well, that they can be disruptive or they may. No, you, you partner them up with other children and teach other children how to love God's created beings. Because just because they're different doesn't mean they need to be shuttled off into a room by themselves. And and I think that's what I see a lot, a lot of times. And and, and it's sad because they, they want to play too. They want to be involved with activities. They, they want to learn. Do you know Abby and Becca love watching The Chosen? Mm. They love watching and reading the, me reading the Bible or devotions to them. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know why people believe just because they have different um, ways of expressing themselves, maybe, or maybe they have to learn uh, a little longer. That's really what happens. It just takes a little longer sometimes to learn, but they can learn anything. Yeah, and, you know, in the school system, I've actually taught um, ESC, obviously, um, but also in, like, self-contained units and I've seen how it kind of has changed, um, and I taught at Pontevedra for a little bit, uh, doing this as a substitute. Um, but, yeah, they did a good job there of having students um, who, with uh, Down syndrome or, or other uh, special needs being in classrooms um, with uh, students that don't have those uh, same needs and kind of mixing uh, the cultures there so that there's um, people get to know each other. It's, it's pretty cool because I think when I was in high school um, – they didn't have that as much. It was kind of if you wanted to go hang out with those kids, um, then you could. But it wasn't as as uh, as much a, an idea of incorporating uh, and integrating um, those learn- different learning environments. So it's pretty cool to see that they uh, do that now. Well, uh, again, I want to let people know you can go to dsaj.org. That's the and the initials for the Down Syndrome Association of Jacksonville.org. Uh, to connect with them and just, you know, be mindful uh, that that kids with Down syndrome are just like your kids. Uh, They really are in the way they think. On the interior, they feel, they hurt, and uh, a lot of times people will talk about Abby or Becca like they're not there. Mm. (laughs) And they're very aware of what is going on. And so, uh, so remember that, but yes, it's down syndrome awareness month. So now we've done our public service announcement <laughs> for that. And, uh, anyway, I'm glad. Do you know how long that's been a, a month? Like a month that they, especially, I don't, I don't even know when that started to be honest with you. And obviously I'm not up on it or I would have got it out quicker <laughs> before the 27th. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd, I'd never heard of it either. I think October, usually you think of breast cancer awareness because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they do stuff in the NFL and things like that. But I, I, I did not know that. Um, so I wonder how long it's actually been around and how long I've been ignorant of it. Well, I, I know that Down Syndrome Day is March 23rd for, for 321, right? But Down Syndrome Awareness Month, I, um, I'm, I'm not even sure how it got started, um, uh, when it got started as far as October. Um, but anyway, uh, there's, there's be an ambassador for kids with Down Syndrome. And, you know, because there's a lot of people that still have to decide what to do. And yeah. that's a valuable life that, that can be loved and can love. 
and you can learn from these children and these uh, as they grow i i've learned so much from my daughters and uh, it's it's been a great thing so and that, you know that's interesting as uh, technology has gotten you know better um you know people find out earlier and earlier and are some people who aren't saved are making decisions on whether they're going to you know allow the child to live or not and obviously that stuff's imperfect everybody knows like the story of Tim Tebow um and stuff but yeah as as Christians to to have the opportunity to to love somebody and be loved in return is is a great opportunity that I think we can miss if we've never experienced uh, anyone with down syndrome in our lives and never got to know anybody who has down syndrome so yeah uh so well, uh, Taylor, you were on the teaching helm last week at SWAT. Uh, you taught at all the SWAT meetings and the Zoom, uh, which uh, we, we got to have we got to have a debrief on the Zoom call because uh, <laughs> apparently you brought a dog out there, or was that a neighbor's dog? That was uh, yeah, a neighbor's dog <laughs> that was just going going nuts. Um, and the neighbor did not. Did not like the plan, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyway, uh, no, it was, it, it was fun. It was an experience, I'll tell you, um, just to go through the whole week. I mean, that is a, that's a that's a kick in the pants, you know. That's a tough, tough uh, gauntlet to go through, you know, and teaching, you it's know. A lot, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to look at than it is to walk through, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, especially because, you know, I taught, I teach uh, seven periods a day for, you know, five days or whatever, but it is definitely different obviously uh teaching god's word but also it being broke up you know between a few different days and you got to get back into the mindset and and uh kind of you can get into a groove after you do you know as far as teaching after you do one class and the second class it's better but each time it was like oh this is brand new class is different right every uh group and even the zoom was different wasn't it yeah yeah, so anyway, it was a uh, it was a uh, joy. I'm now glad you know you, how to pray for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you let me uh, experience that, and yeah, now I know how to pray for you. So we are going to get into Acts chapter nine, verses uh, thirty two and forty three when we get back from the news break. But we are up against the news break, so stick with us. We will be back more uh, with more. Excuse me, in just a moment. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are, are looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 43 this week. Uh, and if you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen um, to our previous programs in the week, or if you would like to go back and listen to what we talked about in the first half of the program, which was about uh, a number of things, but we talked about uh, Down Syndrome Awareness Month. We talked about um, Doug's trip out to Missouri and um, what is going on out there with Linkier, 
um, some of that stuff. A pretty cool conversation. So if you would like to go listen to that or listen to what we've done throughout this week or any program, really, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Uh, again, that's www.swatradio.com. And click on the Past Programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this program here in just about an hour or so. Um, so anyway... Well, Taylor, I listened to a little bit of you and Brad, but I was kind of in the mountains, so it'd go in and out. And so uh, did did you get all the way through verse 39? Uh, no. I mean, um, so if people are just tuning in, uh, basically Peter is, is kind of plopped down right smack dab in the middle of, of what's going on with Saul. Saul had been converted, mm-hmm. and Luke now goes back to Peter, and it almost at first seems like, well, why is he doing this? Well, if you look at what's happening, what what did God say to Ananias about Saul? He said he was what? His chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the nations. I find it interesting that he said first before the nations and kings and then and sons of Israel. Yeah, And... Who was the most influential New Testament person to the Gentiles? Paul. It would have been Paul. And so what's about to happen with Peter? You know, and like Mm -hmm. you said, and I don't know if you brought this up Monday or Tuesday, but God is uh, revealing through Luke how Peter got to Joppa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, he's kind of taken him from Jerusalem to Joppa. But he's also revealing what I think is a progression of miracles. The first miracle being what? Healing the lame, Ananias. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second miracle was raising Tabitha Dorcas from the dead. And you would think, wow, how do you top that? Mm -hmm. I mean, really? Right. But then we see in chapter 10, Cornelius being converted. For most people listening, they would think, well, nothing tops the resurrection of the dead. But to a Jew, to bring a Roman centurion Mm. into the family of God to say that this person has equal standing with me as God's chosen person, uh, that that would have been mind-blowing for them. And, And what most people today... You know, you hear people talk about today a lot about miracles because they want to prove the power of God. They want to see dramatic healings, limbs lengthened, you know, um, bodies healed, even a resurrection from the dead. The greatest miracle is a transformed life of somebody who's been converted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has changed them from being a son of Satan to a son of God. They're no longer strangers and enemies of God. And so uh, we looked at, uh, I'm sure you you looked at the first part in verse 32. It says Peter went here and there and among them all. He was very active. He was out. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sitting back waiting for God to bring ministry to him. He was out going about his world. And uh, like it, it said in Ephesians, he makes the best use of his time, right? And, and what had God told him in Acts 1? You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so as he goes on, uh, he goes to Aeneas, and what did he say? He didn't say, hey, get up and walk. 
like Jesus did. Right. Because he didn't have that kind of authority. But he said, Jesus Christ heals you. And it reminded me, as I looked at it, even, you know, like John the Baptist, when people were leaving John the Baptist to go to Jesus and his disciples like, hey, these people are going over there and he's baptizing them. And and John said, listen, he must increase. I must decrease because it was never about him. That's why I love what uh, Holly wrote in her book. It's not about me. Now, I shared with you in the break what her story's about. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to say it's not about me when life is great and you're dealing with everything going good. But when you had to deal with what she had to deal with, it's a huge deal. And so so as kingdom priests out in the world, we're not only supposed to be active, but we're supposed to be ambassadors and not emperors. And by that, I mean... We tend to operate as emperors. Mm. Now, nobody's going to say I'm an emperor. Right. But in our thinking, what's the difference between an emperor and an ambassador? An emperor, they're the ruler, and an ambassador represents the ruler. And serves yeah. another ruler. Mm-hmm. Well, practically, how do we live out our life? We live it out more like an emperor, like I'm in control, I'm mm-hmm. making my calls, not like I'm following his commands. And Second uh, Corinthians 5, where Paul uh, makes the famous ambassador statement, he says, God makes his appeal through us. So when an ambassador goes to represent the king of the country they represent, they don't have any authority to do anything. And that's why Peter goes, listen, Jesus Christ heals you. Not I heal you. Mm-hmm. He said, Jesus Christ heals you it's about jesus not peter peter but also we see in verse 36 to 39 and this is where we let we got through being ambassador not an emperor so we were just getting into 36 so that's right where we're at and so that takes us into dorcas right Mm -hmm. or tabitha Mm -hmm. and what what does the text say about what's going on it says they went and approached peter now think about what's going on in peter's life Peter had preached and 3,000 people repented. Yeah. He preached again later and 5,000. So he's got, he's now the leader of an 8,000 member megachurch. Hmm. They're not all meeting in one location yet, but they're, they're all in the body that he personally preached and saw a response. He is the lead apostle. He's a busy man. He's got a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Feed my sheep. You said that, right? Yeah. Feed my sheep, Peter. He's got he's got all these pressures on him. And these guys come to him and say, hey, listen, this lady made clothing for widows and she died. Would you come down here? Most people, unless they're led by the Holy Spirit, are going to say, I, I don't have time. Yeah. I, I mean, let me send Joe down there or let me send Jim down there. I I, 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 I've got to be doing this. And he would have been justified in his mind. Why? Because we can't wait on tables. We can't be serving widows. We got to, you know, I got to go preach and teach. But God was revealing an aspect of ministry that a lot of people seem to have forgotten today and that ministry 
is not just public, it's private. And we live in a culture that celebritizes pastors and Christian leaders, book writers. You know, it's always cracked me up. People can write a book that people have been very influenced by the book, and they go, wow, that Taylor Johnson, he's an incredible writer. I mean, can you imagine that? And he's writing about a Christian perspective on something. When's the last time you say, man, God really, God is amazing the way he worked through Taylor to write that book. (laughs) Do you know we tend to focus on the people Mm -hmm. instead of the God who uses the people? And, And it's just translated over into the preaching and everything else. And and Peter was out doing personal ministry with these people, going to some widow's house who had died, and uh, and, and I mean, you just think about that for a second. I mean, he's down there, and what what had they argued about? They had argued about who was going to be the greatest, and Jesus gave them an example in John thirteen. He said, "Listen." You go do as I do, and he washed their feet. He said, you know, you, it, it's it's about a being approachable and available. And, I mean, you know, Lori and I have had people tell us before in ministry, oh, God hasn't called me to a personal ministry. Mm. I've, I've been called to a public ministry. I don't see that. You may have a public ministry, but it, but what happens if you just what do you think happens taylor if you just limit yourself to a public ministry only people only get you up on the platform well they don't get the real you and it becomes a presentation and then the people who you are surrounded with are possibly going to be self-selected into being like, oh this guy's the greatest and you're not really going to get a true connection of the people it's, yeah. or someone to tell you hey you're messing up here you know i was talking to some of these basketball players over the weekend because, you know, when I was a chaplain for the Rockets, mm. uh, being around these star athletes and even the college star athletes, it's the same. They surround themselves with yes men mm. who think they're the greatest things who slice bread, and they don't have people that will stick their finger in their chest and challenge them. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know the danger in personal ministry? is you may get asked to go to a widow's house hmm. who's died and you don't know what to do. Yeah. And so guess what? You have to pray. And he prayed. And as he prayed, I, I, I'm personally convinced that when he went there, he had never raised anybody from the dead. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he he's going out there. This is a, I mean, like, I think they just called him to come pray and to be an encouragement to those widows and he gets there and he prays and he he had a memory flashback wait a minute we were with a little girl and they were laughing and jesus said leave the room Mm -hmm. so he says get out everybody get out of the room get out of the room and he's praying and he says tabitha arise and you brought out talitha kum is just like Tabitha Coon, yeah, right? Yeah, which is just a further example that he was being like his master. And like you said, he probably wasn't thinking, we don't know, but he wasn't thinking about this is what I'm going to do or God's going to do through me when I get there. It's just 
he remembered who he was with and who he was following. Yeah, he wasn't just available; he was assured. Yeah, he didn't. He when he said that, he believed that God yep. could do it, and he did. He mm-hmm. raised it. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 43, which is the end of the chapter this week, and we're going to be finishing that up today. If you would like to ask any questions or join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. We just finished up before the break um, being approachable, um, you know, being available, not isolated. And I think it's pretty interesting in the text, um, Peter like you said, he was the leader of the church, um, but basically he gets dragged to Joppa, right? It, he went with those people, and he could have ex- exerted his authority and said, no, no, I got to go back and do this, but he was uh, willing to be led um, to Joppa, and, you know, that kind of made me think of First Peter 5, where he, ta- he talks about, um, you know, in the beginning of the chapter, he's exhorting the elders, um, and he says uh, down in verse 7, Humble yourself, therefore, uh, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And then he also says in here, um, Shepherd the flock God has among you, exercising oversight not of compus- compulsion but willingly, as God would have you. Um, you know, and So those two things kind of echo. You, you see that play out here uh, in in the text. And Well, how, how, how did the disciples get in Joppa. Yeah, yeah, because of, um, we talked about this uh, because uh, Philip was uh, going through and 
preaching up and down the coast as he went from and so Azotos stop to and Caesarea. think about this. So you've got disciples, possibly of Philip, yeah, who was just a servant. He wasn't even an apostle. And wait a minute, they're they're summoning me. Hmm. Don't they know I'm important? Right. Don't they know I'm busy? I got to get back to Jerusalem. No, he doesn't say that. It says he rose and went with them. He rose and went with them. And and so we talked about right before the break about how assured he was. But understand with Peter, this was a process. Oh, yeah. Remember, this is the same Peter that was in the boat when Jesus was sleeping. Lord, we're going to die. Lord, we're going to die unless you wake up. And he goes, where's your faith? This is the same Peter. uh, Lord, that'll never happen. Get behind me, Satan. This is the same Peter. Hey, you're going to deny me, Peter. Satan's asked to sift you. Not me, Lord. This is the same Peter that drew the sword out, cut the ear off to keep the plan from God that was supposed to happen Mm -hmm. for happening, he thought. And... Um, you know, this is the same Peter that was told to go wait in Galilee and said, I'm going fishing. (laughs) And so Peter was in process, and because he's in process, God continues to grow him. And in this process here, he goes. And when he goes, he does something. So here's not, I think, Peter and Paul are the only two to raise somebody from the dead that I know of other than Jesus, right? Didn't in, Paul in the, do that? Yeah, in the New Testament. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah I know Elisha did in the Old Testament. Yeah. But Peter and Paul, but Peter's the only one to walk on water and raise somebody from the dead. <laughs> yeah. That we know of. That's that I mean, think about that. This man could have been highly exalted mm. in his own mind. But he knew who he was, and they approached him, and he went, no doubt led by the Spirit. And listen, that's not to say, and I, I'm not saying, Pastor, that every time somebody comes and says, hey, we got to go do this or this, you pray. But you should pray about every opportunity. Mm. There's no question when somebody invites you with a need, to just write people off and say, no, I can't. I don't have time in my schedule. I think we operate too much today by man's principles rather than God's leadership. Yeah, and I, there seems to be a sense, and, you know, this is just seeming what it seems like as if, you know, hey, I'm I'm this person. You're impinging upon me. Like, come on, you plead. Like, stay, stay away. And, you know, that that should not be the mindset that, you have, even if you aren't able to go to every single thing. Well, there's or, a know, lot yeah. of pastors that have bodyguards, mm. and you can't even get into them. Yeah. And, you know, I, when the disciples tried to do that with the blind man on the road uh, mm. to uh, Jericho, or out of Jericho, Jesus told them to, you know, that, that they were telling the guy to be quiet, and he's crying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Oh, yeah. And he stops and says, hey, what do you want me to do? Jesus did not let the bodyguards inhibit people from being around him. In right. fact, a lady with the issue of blood touched him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he goes, who did that? Something happened here. And Peter goes, there's lots of people around <laughs> So, I mean, I, mean I, I see Peter rising, and he is assured 
He's not doubting. He prayed, and then finally, he was authenticated as a true messenger of God. And what do we see both up in verse um, uh, 35 and also down in verse uh, 40, 42? Mm-hmm. It says, verse 35 says, All the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. <clears throat> verse 42 and it became known throughout all Joppa, talking about the raising of Dorcas from the dead, and many believed in the Lord. And so we see this authentication of Peter as a true disciple of Jesus, not a false teacher. Um, and I love what First John 4 says. It says, whoever knows God listens to us. If you go out representing the one true living God and you're preaching his word, you do not have to worry about the results. Mm. Just be obedient. Don't worry about outcome. Worry about obedience. That's what we need to worry about, not outcome. You know, and I I think especially today we've become very pragmatic in the church and in ministry. And I was sharing this with the guys, and I'll share it next – well, I won't share it next week if I'm not here. I don't know if I'll be here or not yet. But but here's the thing about outcome. If outcome drove Gideon, he would have gone with 10,000 mm. because nobody's going to go with 300. And I think about this even in our terms of our churches today and ministries, even in terms of SWAT. There's this drive to have more people there. Well, what if God doesn't want more people in that little church? What if God doesn't want you to have 10? Well, yeah, but God wants everybody to be in church. Well, does he? He made Gideon whittle down from 10,000 to 300. Yeah, but you're talking about people's souls. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the church where you worship. He may want it. I, I'm just saying we are called to be obedient and not be outcome-based. When we when we when we shoot for outcome, we become pragmatic, and God's ways are not our ways, and we tend to move and do things that would guarantee an outcome. And what we end up producing is a bunch of head knowledge Christians mm. that end up being head knowledge only, who walk away, and they're going to hear Lord, Lord, depart, because they know Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. Yeah, and and it, would you rather have ten thousand uh, ten thousand you know, person church and the people there you know, are just meddling and don't really ever pursue um, living a life, uh, a Christian life. Or would you rather have a hundred that are about it and having a close knit community um, that is out there doing the work of the Lord? And, you know, that kind of gets me being a history mind thinking about, um, you know, the difference between the separatists and the Puritans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- there are, th- there were people who feel called to stay in a place and kind of, minister let's say have a big bigger um uh platform right um but there's also there's something to be said for god using you know a few hundred people who are really committed to him uh to shape and create something and if you look at the separatists the pilgrims who went uh to the new world i mean they weren't going thinking oh we're gonna you know create this big old nation they they just wanted to pursue god in the way that they felt uh led in their spirit and god used that and uh produce something great and obviously we've seemed to muck it up but um just to point that out there that the number is not the important part it's where your heart is and you know in surrounding yourself with other like-minded people 
um, and it may be small in number, God can use that in ways that we probably wouldn't see. And, you know, the Bible is replete with examples of that, including, like you said, Gideon. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm with you. I would rather have a few men mm-hmm. who burn with passion than have a thousand men who are lukewarm. Yeah, and 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 Jesus proved that out with the twelve yeah. guys he had, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I, I just think just to, to just to kind of recap these principles. We're kingdom priests, both in Exodus, it says it, and First Peter, it says it. All of us, not just the guy who's the staff pastor on mm-hmm. church, the lead pastor, not just the ministry leader. We're all kingdom priests. And we see these principles as we look at Peter in a, with Aeneas and Peter with Dorcas uh, and Tabitha, to be active, not passive, to be ambassadors, not emperors. And that means we represent Jesus, not ourselves. To be approachable, not isolated, to be um, assured, not doubting. We don't live in fear. And boy, is that called for now. And to be authenticated, not exposed as false disciples. We are authenticated. When we live out those principles, God authenticates his people. And as he authenticates them, what happens? People turn to the Lord because this is the real deal. Exactly. Um, Well, that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual